0: All right, we've got cerebral palsy. Do you have? We- uh, no, I don't. All it's right, it's not on my list. Me neither. Um, okay. Um, obesity severe.
1: <sighs> nope, I just got I just got a little bit of it. Okay, yeah. I got a little bit of the the obesity.
0: Um. Uh, hepatitis, but strictly Hep C. Oh what bingo bingo um we're all gonna die um it's okay and uh alcohol abuse and drug abuse i would have won with that one so right you, right, right so you got it, it looks like
1: i'm i'm very surprised you uh didn't hit on uh, god so many things well, I, like I was really hoping for some of that uh, mental disorders.
0: You know, the fun thing about pre-existing condition bingo is that there are just so many, so many ways to win and lose at the same time. You know, but um, anyway, uh, that's our our first plug for the week. Uh, Devil Wars Prada will be coming out with pre-existing <laughs> healthcare conditions bingo available for 1995 at your local retailer. I think facts started when it all started. It's always okay to punch a Nazi. You're
1: telling me that I can use this phone for more than checking Facebook and Grindr on the go? Fuck you and fuck Mars. Things are the best they've ever been. So the only way to go is down.
0: Oh, I built a straw man
1: argument. Here's the thing though, this shit still stinks. So that's when, that's when women's rights really mattered back then. A podcast by the people, for the people, and of the people.
0: Uh, hi, Jack. Hey, Jason. How's it going? You know, it's still going somehow. It has been a busy two weeks, man. I mean, we talked, What we literally talked on, what was it, Monday or Sunday when you were like, what should we cover this yes. week? Yes. And I was like well, let's do the health crack. And then Comey got fired yesterday. Uh, And it's like, who has the time? Who has the time to keep up with it? has the
1: goddamn time? I literally, I'm just going to read the first paragraph of my stuff and then we'll get back into our discussion because I literally just wrote, holy shit, first of all, this passed in the house a week ago, and we already have a whole new FBI story out there. And please, Mister Trump, slow down. You're like 115 days into your presidency. There's plenty of time to destroy America. You don't
0: need to do it all in one season. You know, I mean, he's. It's. It's like when you watch a show, and the first season is insane, and then it's like, well, where could they possibly go from here? Um, but you know, it's. And actually, speaking of the Comey firing. I have a uh, direct quote uh, that was put out earlier today from uh, Trump regarding the firing. Um, Here it is. It was a great firing, one of the best. People have no idea how well I fired him. He was so fired, immediately, tremendously without a job, shamed in the community, a pariah to his peers, and an enemy of the American people. If you see that jobless creep in the streets, do not hesitate to hurl insults, pine cones, or small but non-lethal rocks at him. Donald That's Trump, actual... probably. <laughs> Donald Trump, probably. Donald Trump, probably.
1: Uh, did you see the video clip? Because Trump also today is meeting with the top ambassador from Russia. But her emails. First of all, <laughs> top ambassador from Russia. Um, no U.S. news media allowed in on the meeting. Only Russian media, and right before heading into the meeting, the press that was outside was like, "Um, what do you think about Comey's firing and how it deals with the?" And the translator cut them off. was like he was fired.
0: Oh yeah, I saw something about and that, but I didn't watch he, the
1: link. he's just like, and they're like, "No, you're joking." He's like, "You're joking," and they're like, "No, he got fired. Trump fired him," and he just like. The translator just fucking rolls his eyes and is like, let's go. And just, like, walks in. Do you, do you, do you smell that? It smells like it smells like treason. Mm, that minty, uh, that, that smell for
0: spring, treason. You know, it's it's like, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I think, I mean, there's been comparisons drawn to Nixon because he fired the special prosecutors for Watergate mm-hmm. while all that was heating up. And, I mean, you know they had the hearings this week with Sally Yates, where she was basically like, "Yeah, no, I said don't don't fuck with Flynn." You know, um, uh, my favorite is that they
1: somehow treated her as if she was on trial. It's like I'm literally just testifying.
0: Don't put me on fucking trial. If you want to try me for something, do it, bitches. I mean, it was I I enjoyed the Snowden tweet too, where he was like. This guy like actively sought to bring me back so he could like to extradite me so I could be on trial. And even I'm like, wow, it's fucked up that he got fired. Yeah. So here's the thing.
1: It's the timing and everything is fucking bullshit and suspicious. I also still though hate him. Sure. I mean like like I'm I'm glad he's not in his position anymore. I am
0: mad about the
1: circumstances
0: of Rafa. Oh, Comey, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I've, I mean, I saw a lot of... Matt Flynn. You know, I Tell saw a me. lot of things about how, you know, like, have you seen that meme where the guy has to, like, he has to push one of two buttons and he's mm-hmm. sweating, and there was one button that said, you have to fire her because of, or fire him because of how he handled uh, Hillary's emails, and then it was also like... uh you can't fire him because he's investigating the Russia thing. And it was just like liberals <laughs> wiping their heads off trying to decide which. So like, I get it. It's, it's like, a little double-edged. Here's the thing that you can have a, both of those thoughts. You can the be two point. things. My favorite thing is
1: because of the reason given for firing him it was because of how he handled the emails. I think the Trump administration really thought that liberals would get behind it because like, Oh yeah. Like, no, we can be both conflicted about the way he's, O- reopen investigations to their emails like ten days before the election, but
0: also be fucking wary about the timing of it. We are a nation of toddlers that exist in ultimatums that it can only be one way or the Here's other. Here's the thing: I don't think the nation is.
1: I think our fucking president is. And I mean, I our don't com- think he can our- hold more than one like idea in his mind at a time. Sure.
0: And I mean, our government is too. But I mean, when you when you see the the conversations that people have online about these things. They are speaking in absolutes as if there's only one way or the other that things can be, and that's not true. I mean, um, and it's it's just, I like, it's all so bizarre to me. Like, I couldn't even, like, I read about it, uh, just some brief articles last night, but I couldn't bring myself to, like, dive into the comment sections and see what people mm-hmm. were actually saying because I know that there's got to be people out there who are still like, ah, well, I mean, yeah, they he fired him because of Hillary's emails when Trump said, like, a month or two ago, he was like, I don't think we're gonna pursue that email thing. We got other stuff to worry about, and then all of a sudden, you know, right. a little too close to the fire. But it's like you're not gonna convince those people one way or the other, which is fine. But something is like there's too much is happening in too short of a time span for everyone to be like, What a quinky dick. Mm-hmm. What do you think, cop spec? Do you think it seems a little fishy?
1: Oh, I love my fish.
0: No 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 no. Do you think what's going on is fishy? What fishing? No, you've healed up nicely from trying to eat the sun last week. I didn't think you were going to make it, i got to be honest.
1: Oh, I had some great health care coverage.
0: You got health care coverage? Is that through your employer? Uh, yeah. And who's your employer? Uh, the mines and the police force. All right, thank, thanks thanks for stopping by, Cospector. We'll we'll talk to you later. So, it sounds like Cospector's got uh, decent health care coverage, and that makes... Uh, Someone, I guess. <laughs> so um, this week we're going to talk about, uh, you know, do a little comparison and contrast. Now, before we get underway, I have to stress that just because it passed the House does not mean it's passed or law right. yet. And, and Senate, anything
1: we mention is uh, likely to change. In exactly.
0: Sense. Like the Senate, from what I've heard so far, they're going to gut it and just like kind of redo it basically with some of their own provisions before it'll get you know well and
1: then they have to send it back to the house yeah. who
0: will hate it it's gonna be
1: stuck in limbo it's gonna forever, be bounced around probably for... and but... i mean
0: honestly the reason i think that they put something together and put it on paper is because they had to present to keep the budget going through september and that had to include provisions for the health care plan so they basically needed basic outlines of what was going well, on also so, so they, the republicans could get that w next to their name in it yeah yeah no and, like, and you know the
1: house the house republicans would be like we passed the american health care act
0: we did it. And, uh, and thanks to my lovely girlfriend, I also decided to check out uh, some of the winners from this new proposed healthcare plan this week. Right. Cause and, she said uh,
1: to check out, like, hey, see if it does any good things. And
0: I was like, good for who? Get out of here. Nah, I, just, I said, that's a good idea. I'll look into that. Cool. Anyway, um, Jack, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, our nation's getting itself into with this new healthcare plan?
1: Okay. So, hey, let's talk about them. I did a thing of what are the main differences between the Affordable Care Act, which is what is currently in place, and the American Health Care Act.
0: And is it is it so it's not called the American Health Care Act of America? I don't think so. Okay. I was think I was just kinda hoping.
1: I was like, that's a good name. The American <laughs> Health Care Act. Of Americans for America. Buy America buy for America, America. America. Fuck you commies. So the biggest one is that the individual mandate thing. Yeah. So that the American healthcare or the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, um, has this mandate that says everyone needs to buy insurance or have insurance or pay a penalty.
0: Now, let me ask, what do you, like, do you, honestly, out of the whole thing, that's probably one of the things I agree with the most is removing the individual mandate. I understand that it helps undercut the overall cost of health care, but there are people who just can't afford it, you know? I mean, or, Well, that's
1: what the subsidies are for, though, then.
0: Sure. But, I mean, it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, we'll, we'll delve more into it, but I, as far Fair. as the individual mandate, like, I, for example- I'll delve I saw, more into it in my, I saw my sister get penalized before because right. she just couldn't afford health care, and now, if that individual mandate's gone, that's more of her tax return she gets back and stuff that she doesn't have to, you know, worry about, right. so- but at the same time, she also doesn't have health care. So that yeah. sucks, you know. So
1: that's gone in the American Health Care Act. Um, it it does say that if someone has been uninsured for two months and they want to buy in later, they'll be penalized an additional 30% of their premium for the first year they're enrolled. And then Trump care, whatever. Trump care. Um, there's a worry. Um, so you're kind of saying the people who are less... You want young people to buy insurance because they're healthy, they're paying into it, they're not taking anything out of it. And you can use their life force to power your rocket ships. Yes. <laughs> but there's a kind of a worry that a lot of those healthy young people will be like, eh, I don't want it, I don't need insurance, and I'm not going to buy it um, and take that penalty. So you won't have anyone buying into the pool, which will make the all, pretty much all the people in the pool sick, just sick people. Because exactly. they're buying it because they need it. Right. Um, and then, when everyone in the pool is a sick person, insuring them gets very pricey very quickly, which is a phenomenon economists refer to as a death spiral. Mm, I like that. Um, Republicans do say that their plan makes premiums fall and that more people will actually be able to buy insurance because of that. There hasn't
0: really been numbers run to say that that's true
1: one way or another.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of hard to gauge that until it's actually implemented. And, and one of my things, too, and this is whatever, but, like, as a young person, I wouldn't buy health
1: insurance unless I had to. Sure, I mean, do you, do you get it? Work, I have it through, it, right? have I have it through, If okay, I will say, if I didn't have the mom I have, sure. I wouldn't, she was like, get health insurance. Right. I was able, so I have it through Obamacare, um, and I was able to get it, my work, when I had a full-time job, they didn't pay for it. Like, she, it was a small business, so it was pretty right. much just me and a, one per, other person. And so she was like, I'll give you a 100 extra bucks a month to pay for yeah, insurance no, that's awesome. if you get it. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. But she's like, I'm not paying for it. And, I mean, likewise, the way that pooling systems work is kind of interesting, especially when you see them. Because it's not just um, – like, the pooling system isn't just done through health insurance providers, through – um like individual purchasing, it's also done through employers. Like, for example, right. when I worked at um, a larger law firm in St. Louis, um, there was you know a plethora of employees who were on the healthcare plan, and they also had offices all throughout. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my the monthly amount that I paid was pretty minuscule compared to the law firm I work at now, which is a bit smaller, and I think they've got about eighty employees total. And uh, as a result, I mean, I would say my the amount I pay monthly is almost doubled, but it's still good health insurance. I mean, you know, it's, right. But when you have a pooling system, is simple in the fact that the more people you have putting in, the cheaper it is for everybody involved. You Isn't know? that so strange? It really is. Now, the more people you have buying in, the cheaper it is for everyone. It almost sounds like a pyramid scheme, but I swear it's not, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like everyone working together. It just... I No, I watch Achieving people trying. more. I watch people try to merge into a single leg on grand. It does not happen. People do not work together.
1: Um, so, I'm going to have a quick side quest here. Ooh. Side quest. Um, so, basically, I just want to define what a premium is, because I get so fucking confused with so many terms. The, basically, the premium is the amount of money that an individual or business must pay for an
0: insurance policy. Yeah. Before they... So, I mean, it's kind of like yeah. a duck... Yeah.
1: The premium is considered income by the insurance company once it is earned. It also represents a liability and that the insurer must provide coverage for claims being made against the policy.
0: Yeah. And also some employers have, I'm not exactly sure how it works out with the tax code, but some um, can like have you opted into where the money pulled out for your insurance is pre-tax. Right. Which is awesome. I mean, that makes a huge difference as well, so... So, to the point about more
1: people being able to buy insurance that Republicans are talking about. In 2016, people making between 100 and 150% of poverty enrolled in a silver plan on healthcare.gov received cost-sharing assistance worth $1,440. Um and then those with incomes between 150 and 200% of poverty recre- it received $1,868 on average and those with incomes between 200 and 250% of poverty received $144 per- dollars on average. Interesting. Um, so they, going back to the A- AHCA, it seems as though people who are older, lower income, or live in high premium areas like Alaska and Arizona receive less financial assistance under the new bill. Um, and additionally, older people would have higher starting premiums under the American... Uh, New one. <laughs> I'm just going to refer to them as the new one and the old one. That makes sense. Yeah. And the new one um, and would therefore pay higher premiums. And the new one actually lets insurance company charge people five times more if they're older and less healthy. To that end, though, it does. I was seeing another thing, and I think I bring it up. The tax credits for the older and less healthy are bigger.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's. You know, I I feel like maybe it, it's something. Well, well, let's talk about it more because it's going to be an unpopular opinion on my part, I'm sure. So, (laughs) currently,
1: most healthcare.gov enrollees have lower incomes, which is fair. Because most people who enroll in it don't have a job that provides it. Or they're self-employed or something like that. Um, About 66% have incomes at or below 250% of poverty, which is about uh, $31,250 for a single individual. Um, And then the bulk of that group... Comes in at below, at or below 150% of poverty, which is about $18,750 a year for a single person, which is low. I
0: was
1: trying, um, trying not to interrupt your speech. And then about 36% of enrollees are under age 35, 37% are ages 35 to 54, and 27% are 55 or older. Okay. So you see it skews young. Yes. Healthcare.gov people, people who
0: are using Obamacare skews pretty much under 54 sure and i mean i also i mean when you consider who you know the the administration that implemented it obama was a you know a very popular president with younger voters as well so those who were more prone to um be you know i think it's one of those things that it's kind of like uh I wouldn't say like fanboy or fangirl, but it's easier to like if you like the president It's easier to Mm -hmm. like question it less right what you're you know What you're getting yourself into even if it seems like a lot and it's more than you had before so So both the new one and the old one include tax credits in their approach.
1: However under uh, Obamacare Subsidies are based on a sliding scale based on a person's income and the relative cost of insurance in their area
0: Okay, which seems
1: like a practical way to go about it. Yep. Um, (laughs) subsidies are automatically applied to insurance bills through direct payment from the federal government to the insurer. Under the new one, insurance subsidies in the form of tax credits will be tied to a person's age rather than income. Which is, sounds like the easy way to do it. Yeah. To me. I don't, I honestly don't, still don't totally understand why age over income, like a little bit, I do, but it's like, guys, insurance is not the same everywhere. Yeah, you I mean, have to have a sliding scale. But
0: also, doesn't that kind of like embolden the idea that, you know, age, like there's people that are in their 60s who are healthy or not nearly as healthy as like an obese 25 year old who just sits on their computer all right, day? Like, right. I mean, the problem is that you don't account for. Individualities, which you can't in that grand scheme of things. But I mean, if you say but most people over based 55 or older and gonna get sick and die, the way soon. it
1: is now, though, the it's based on their income, like how much help they need, yeah, and the relative cost of how, the
0: insurance in their area, sure. And I mean, I think and that, like I get that. And I mean, areas in like areas like West Virginia or Kentucky or Tennessee that are like, I mean, low income states all the mm-hmm. way throughout. Um, I mean, without government help, in some ways, they would be. Almost third world countries the, right. the way things aren't subsidized i mean if if you don't have that siding scale and all those people there are making under twenty thousand a year and it's not income based i mean insurance is going to be cheaper there than it's going to be mm-hmm. in New York City you know right. i mean but it's i I honestly don't know if there's a way to create an honest gauge that would gauge appropriately, right. you know. It's hard to do. So the new one also phases out for individuals like you don't
1: get tax credits if you make over $75,000 a year. Which at that in at that point if you're making over that, you probably are at a job that provides Yeah, you
0: or you can afford your own health insurance right. in the open market without needing right. much help, you know, unless you're in an iron lung.
1: Yeah. Um, People under 30 are eligible for a credit of $2,000, while people over 60 would be eligible for $4,000. That was my iron lung impression. I heard that. (laughs) Uh, These subsidies will not be tied to the cost of insurance in area, but will be directly paid to the insurer by the federal government. Um, So additionally, a new fund is established to provide around $85 billion in tax assistance due to high premiums for individuals aged 50 to 64. So, I want to get to what's actually covered. Okay. Because that's a big sticking point for a lot of people lately. Like, what? They're going to... Rape is a pre-existing condition now, which they never said that, really. I'll get to that in a second.
0: I mean, yeah. I'll get to the pre-existing condition stuff in a second. Sounds like I need a way to personally victimize, be personally victimized by this. But, um, yeah, no, go ahead. Um, so, under Obamacare, insurance
1: companies had were required to cover a lot of things, which include mental health, prescription drugs, maternity care. I'll have a whole list later on. Um, and then it's also required to cover people with pre-existing conditions with no extra costs. Yeah. Um, and there's no lifetime limits on coverage and no annual limits on coverage. Under the new bill, states are allowed to opt out of most of these protections. So, if you live in a state that gets those waivers, you get a waiver to opt right. out, um, and you end up sick, you may end up what is in what is called a high-risk pool, which is a separate insurance plan for people who have illnesses that cost a lot of money to cover.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and, the, the, the the concern right now is that critics are worried that a lot of people are going to, or a lot of states are going to apply for these waivers. Right, right. The thing about high-risk pools is that they
1: existed before Obamacare. Sure. Um, they're usually very expensive and they, they would often uh, be charged double the premiums people sure. in high risk pools yeah and i mean um, and then a lot of states in a lot of states since they were so expensive they were underfunded yeah i mean that's um, and states had to pour billions of dollars into them in order to make them fucking work at all
0: and the and a lot of the concern that comes from that people are that these states are going to be applying for waivers are the fact that 19 states have refused the medicaid expansion that was a key part Mm -hmm. of obamacare turning down billions that could go toward covering their poorest residents thus an indication of you know wanting to be free of the obamacare mandates. right so i mean you already have states that have been before this that were actively saying we don't even want to mess with it you know right so um and i mean could that be viewed as callous yes but i mean keep in mind that even though states handle their own laws and provide their own fundings for this in certain ways that federally mandated things require funding from the federal government a lot of times to carry mm-hmm. out. So it's kind of a, it's like the same thing you're seeing with sanctuary cities and the concern there that they, a lot of the reason that they're scared of it is because if you lose federal funding, you lose a lot, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff. So
1: I, I, I just, I get to a point sometimes of like, how much is the health of your citizenry worth? You know, I had an issue It's like, because oh, like, I get a lot of the states say that Because, like, yeah, we don't want to take money Because it feels like wasteful spending sure. Or whatever it is I mean, it's and it's like, yeah, but uh, How much is keeping your citizenry healthy worth to you?
0: I think To me, it's invaluable I think there's also a question that When poised sounds callous But what is the Like, it, like, just in, purely in, like, the social contract terms Like, what is the cost-benefit to shelling out all this money To have someone who spends 50% of their time in bed Because they're so sick And the other 50% of the time At the doctor's office Like, what is the net gain For paying for those that person's $100,000, you know Every six months premiums Or whatever medical care they need What's the societal return there? I know that sounds shitty Yeah, but, but then that's you get to I mean, so the idea of like Okay, like you you're see, deciding
1: that that person isn't worth
0: Well, I mean, I, I mean
1: Saving And then it goes back to death panels, which Republicans hate, but now that's kind of like their line of like, yeah, but... I forget
0: what comedian it is who says it, but he's like, you know, when you see a bunch of wolves in the woods uh, and they're all like running together in a pack, you don't see the one going in the back to keep like dragging along the guy who has a broken leg or who's bleeding to death. I mean... It's there's a survival of the fittest nature in in a certain way. Yeah, that, but we're
1: not wolves. I understand that. I'm. There's I, a clear I realize difference between humans I, and wolves. I Jason. realize it's a
0: callous position, but what I'm saying is, is, think about it this way: in a way that to drive down cost as well as, and I'm I'm playing devil's advocate for shits and giggles here, but um, in a way to drive down the cost, you have to. It's a it's an issue of supply and demand. If there's not a ton of sick people needing these high cost things then the cost is going to get driven down over time because they, there won't be money to be made off of it. You know I mean? The healthcare system in itself can't be exclusively subsidized for sick people and totally at, on the backs of healthy people, you know, like that's, I think that's where the disconnect comes is that there's no financially responsible way to do that without, you know, eradicating. Mm -hmm. There's a whole other area you kind of touched on
1: that. I'd love to talk about at some point. It's just, is, okay. it, is it wolves?
0: Do you want an episode on wolves? Yeah,
1: let's do an episode on wolves. I love wolves. <laughs> oh, hey, Cop Specter, why do you love well, wolves? I got
0: attacked by a wolf in a mine, and then we became best friends, and uh, I was a girl wolf, and we had a wolf baby, and uh, I got a son named Jacoby, he's a wolf is baby. Is this a dream you had? I don't know, i drunk all day.
1: <laughs> okay, thanks, Cop Specter. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the whole fact that, like, honestly, I think our costs could be brought down if the cost of medicine and care wasn't as high as it was, and it is the highest in any country. Sure, and but US I mean that's is.
0: also supply and demand. I mean,
1: but it's also a lack of regulations on that industry. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know enough about it to talk about it. But compared I mean, I don't to know any I, other developing country, I we, don't. I don't know if you
0: can call it a lack of regulations because the only regulations that really define them outside of monetary ones is that their things go through trials and be approved by the FDA to be sold. I mean, it's other than that, I, I saw a really interesting uh, video the other day about this one county in North Carolina, I want to say, who had 28 heroin overdoses in one day once, and the majority of them all got started off prescription painkillers. It was like right. a lot of uh, low-income housing for returning war vets and things like that. And it was something like there was only 28,000 people in their county. And over the course of a year, there was something like 40 million prescriptions for these pain pills given and stuff like that. I mean, so the healthcare industry is an industry. It's a business that wants to make money. And as long as people- That's my biggest problem with it. And I want to just point that out. And I, I get I, that. I have, I have no- um, I just don't know how you feasibly subsidize it in a way that, that you know doesn't make for a bigger issue. But Let's get back to my paper because this is what I know about right now. Okay. But yeah, no, there's a whole argument to be had over everything. Um, Send all your hate mail to jackleakey at hotmail.com. Yes,
1: that's my, that is my email. <laughs> um, Mine's Garth Brooks forever at, at Yahoo. So the essential health benefits that were requ- are required to be covered under Obamacare, um, there's 10 categories. And that's things like outpatient care, emergency services, inpatient care, maternity and newborn care, mental health. Services, prescription drugs, rehabilitative uh, services, lab services, preventative and wellness services, and pediatric services. Okay. Those are all required to be covered under Obamacare, under the new one.
0: States can opt out of any number of them. And I, and I, this is another thing that I kind of, it's sort of unpopular, I would imagine, but in the same vein, I am very, very for giving states more rights over just federal government mandates and the reason is because i believe that over time you will see more liberal states like california and new york and oregon and stuff like that like they're going to provide you have so much more faith in the free market than i do it's amazing my, my faith is in is in the power actually being granted to the people like for example like if you if you were a transgender person in north carolina And they passed the bathroom bill, and it looked like they were just continuing to pass legislation that was going to completely eradicate your rights. And then federally... You're secure, you know, it's it's down to the states to recognize this one way or another. And then they say, hey, in California, we love all transgender people. You can come on here and get married and get a job. Where there's no discrimination. You can move to California and be fine. I, I, I get that I, it's displacement and it's shitty. No, I hate
1: the idea that like, if you don't like it, move. I hate that. But idea. I'm not asking you, you to move. You should be able to go anywhere in a country. But doesn't,
0: but doesn't that belie back to like your cake point? Like if you went to a place that, as a gay man, he wouldn't bake you a cake because you were gay... You could just go to another bakery. But that's different. But is it? I mean... It, it is. It's uprooting your entire fucking life versus going to a different store. But then how much does that... But the question boils down to how much do those rights matter to you? Because if they, if it's enough that you can stay there and not be bothered, but then, then what's great. The, I, but if you I, have I, the opportunity to point, move but I think somewhere there's else... there's also a point to stay somewhere where it's shitty
1: and make it better through... Sure,
0: and I'm all for that as well. But, I mean, you have to realize fight your fight you're up against. And then when... I mean... I I understand that mentality. I'm not like saying if you don't like it, you can get out. I'm presenting a logical like within the United States by giving the states more rights and giving them more power to make their own decisions. It's like the same shit we saw with states. Legally, they're allowing recreational medicine or marijuana, and then Sessions being like, hey, we're going to start allowing the federal you know, bureau and government and DEA to start doing drug busts in states that have legalized it. That's the federal government usurping power that it's given to the states. So when you see that, that's what frustrates me. I mean we can't just be a loose collective of 50 autonomous states that do whatever the fuck they want because that would like lead to total anarchy eventually. But if you give states power to make their state how they want, I mean you could have a utopia for, for groups of people one way or another by allowing that transition to happen. It's I mean it's a, a far-fetched idea, but states' rights overall I think is way better than federal government just – Saying exactly what everyone has to do, and them having to abide. You know, like if states want to opt out and get waivers, that's shitty for the people that live there. But that's only 19 states right now out of 50. Like, you can move somewhere; you have that freedom to move. Some it might be a, pain a lot in the- of people. It don't might be a pain though, in the dick, with money but-
1: and jobs and and.
0: I mean, there's always Family a reason not to do so i that's why it boils down to how much it matters to you, you know and like how important it is I don't like not think, think
1: it could matter a bajillion times if it was to a someone, matter of do what?
0: not have the resources to actually move I mean that's totally fair, but I don't know if that speaks for the entire collective you know that's it's that boils down I mean, to not individual even
1: resources just
0: uprooting your life, sure. But I mean, if, that's if, a big ask. Of if it's someone. affecting the, your quality of life that much, wouldn't you move to make your life better? I mean, what's it like? It boils down to what it matters to you as an individual. So I mean, if the, your state opts out of the uh, pre-existing condition that you really need help for, and a state thirty miles north is, you know, fucking. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't want people to have to do that. But I think it's a better option than them just dying because the government all, all across the board said, eh, fuck it. Like, we don't care about your cerebral palsy. Go blow yourself, you know? I'm they just, can't. They have cerebral palsy. <laughs> you gotta take out a rib or two. <laughs> oh, man. But, no, I mean, I get it. Like, I've I've had discussions about it where people are like, you just, the state, uh, state's rights, federal rights. I mean, that's base. you know. If you ask Trump, that's not what the Civil War was about and Jackson could have solved it. All right, fair. <laughs> um, so uh, just going back to, uh,
1: preexisting conditions, I think the biggest takeaway is that the, the government isn't, and going back to the point, they're not mandating what is or isn't a preexisting condition. They're just right. letting insurers pick what it is now. Yeah. Um, they're just saying, yeah, you could decide what is a preexisting condition for your plans. Um, you, they, and they, the states have to meet certain conditions, which is one of those conditions is actually setting up that high risk pool. Yeah. Um, they cannot deny people coverage outright, right. still, under the new one, which they were able to before Obamacare. Insurance companies were able to just deny you, because right. you were too big of a risk. Yeah. It's still set up of, like, no, you have to cover people who want it, but you can charge more. Um, yeah, they can only, which I put in quotation marks, <laughs> hike up premiums to an unaffordable amount, which effectively prices them out of the market. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the again going back to the rape being labeled as a pre-existing condition i think a someone put posited that as something a insurance company might label pre-existing condition if this were to pass
0: due to um, it being like causing ptsd or what like or just
1: well i mean due to um well here's the thing because there's a whole list that i have of um things that used to be called uh like things that used to be called pre-existing conditions that were used to deny people coverage okay and like there's things in there like pregnancy um you know like mental disorders which again probably could be a, a, the yeah I mean, I mean pregnancy from rape um might be considered a pre-existing condition um if if god forbid something got messed up uh, up down there because it was very violent yeah
0: like no i mean that all makes sense and it's sad too um you know it's uh it's one of those things that i mean it, it can be so cherry-picked into technicalities mm-hmm. that it's, and
1: and again it's that's what i found that when i was researching I was like this seems like this only it benefits the insurers because they can kind of pick and choose who they want to cover based on some made-up list of of pre-existing conditions for them,
0: and it's also not just conditions. There's also pre-existing jobs and medications right, that right. fall under the list as well. Um,
1: transsexualism is one of those things that they used to deny people for, which is interesting because I don't know if
0: that's the term anymore either. I uh, I think isn't it? Is it not? I mean, that they're still called transsexuals if they're transitioning, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean. But I mean, at the same, uh, I was thinking
1: transvestism or whatever when it was.
0: Well, I think transvestite uh, also just covers like drag and like dressing up, but transsexualism is actually the the process. Yeah, of, trans people. Of, I think yeah. it's just trans is kind of the thing now. I don't know, whatever. We're gonna have to put because like- I
1: think they're trying to
0: get. I think the idea is getting rid of uh, tying sex to it. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I've been in the trenches on reading that shit for for months now. Not shit, like as it's, but I mean, the the mm-hmm. the nuances of it, it's mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, so basically, just to finish off pre-existing conditions, a recent report from the Center
1: for American Progress found that insurers could charge people with. Uh, Mastatic cancer as much as one hundred and forty two thousand six hundred fifty dollars more for their coverage, which is a three thousand
0: five hundred percent increase. Yeah, and I mean the 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 way that pre existing conditions work, I mean, and and I like I, again, it sounds callous, but in in some facets, it does make sense. Like it'd be the same way as if you you know you swiped right on someone, you would stalk their Facebook profile for a minute or two just to see where they've been, you know, with you can gather information and kind of like maybe put your guard up a little bit. It's like Oh, you did sex tourism in Thailand. You'll probably have to wear two condoms. You know, something like just to kind of be aware of. But like, if you I don't like your analogies. <laughs> I need to let you know I do not like
1: your. Analogies. Is that across the border? Across or just today, specifically. Fucking... Well, today specifically, because it's it really it's that thing when people got mad about who was it was like this handful this bowl of Skittles has like three that are and he was like. Three that are poison. Would you let? Right, would you right. eat a handful of blah, blah, blah? It's like, yeah, but people aren't fucking Skittles. Yeah, no, I'm and, not. And, I'm and not,
0: insurance is not a Tinder date. I'm more or less explaining that pre-existing conditions, the way they quantify them, are for them to not only like be able to gauge what health needs you might need. I mean, it also goes into picking up... A, a proper policy for you like if you don't say that you have any of these pre-existing conditions you get the minimum policy and what you need eventually isn't covered you're just as fucked as if it was as if you couldn't afford it in the first place you know i mean it's not all like a gotcha scam like they need to know if you have pre-existing conditions to be able to treat you and provide for you properly is, is more or less what i'm saying like it's being aware of what you're getting yourself into by signing this client you know so I went into the next page.
1: I started this next paragraph with one last thing to Welcome talk about.
0: Welcome to the about. last episode of the Devil Wears Prada.
1: No, I'm just like, <laughs> we're literally 40 minutes in and I have three, two-ish pages
0: left to go and yeah. you haven't even talked. Uh, well, I, I don't have a whole it? lot. Once we cover pre-existing conditions, I've got like a little bit. So, um,
1: so we're going to talk about Medicaid for a second. Okay. Um, so under the current ACA, States were were allowed to expand Medicaid coverage for low-income individuals by expanding the eligibility cutoff to 138% of the poverty level, which is about $16,640 for an individual a year, annual salary. Um, The federal government has taken on almost all of the cost of this expansion, which is gradually phased down to 90%. Um, Currently, 31 states have chosen to expand Medicaid coverage. Okay. The new one... Uh, discontinues this expansion in 2020 Uh, coverage of medicaid expansion populations would not be subject to meeting essential health benefits requirements which are those that 10 things i listed earlier um and additional states are immediately prohibited from expanding medicaid and medicaid enrollment at aca payment rates uh will be frozen at the end of
0: 2019 okay and this is what it does yeah
1: that's just what the new one does the new bill basically aims to reduce waste in Medicaid by providing block grants to states.
0: Yeah, block grants are definitely something that's been contested. As, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they debated those during the primaries, I think, um, and it was something that Carson was asked about, too. Um, just because he knows he, so much. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what a block grant is, rather than administrate, uh, administering
1: Medicaid to, at the federal level... The new thing would give each state a capped dollar value for each Medicaid enrollee annually. Yeah. Um, so I was reading this article, and basically there was this professional. I use his name later on at the end, um, and he's just analyzing the numbers. Um, and he said, honestly, there's a little bit of a positive to this because for what works for one state may not work in another. Mm-hmm. It just it, it costs, like you said, and like New York are higher than costs in in Mississippi. Like, whatever. Look at you recognizing differences in states. Um, I'm so proud. However, there is, he just say there's a reason for concern since the current bill, um, the new one, does not have any... does not have a mechanism to increase per capita caps when healthcare costs increase. Uh, and scheduled inflationary increases would likely not be able to fully respond to medical inflation or economic shifts that increase the state's Medicaid costs. Um, so they would have these capped... They, like, capped costs, and then the costs would go up, and, like, we need more money. It's like, well, you reached your cap. Sorry. Yeah. It's just not planning for the future very well. To me, that is what this bill is. It just doesn't plan for the future super well.
0: What future, though? The. Like, just the future of, like, for our country or for health of our individuals? Like, I mean, what...
1: I mean, just in general, like, the idea of, like, oh, there's no real plan in place to... Say, oh, well, re- we'll re at the caps every five or ten years based on inflation and rising or falling medical costs.
0: Yeah, no, that seems—I mean, I don't know if those nuances are in the bill or not um, uh, as far as, like, being broken down. But, I mean, yeah, that does seem like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a good plan ahead at all. And also keep in mind that—and um, you can find this on most any site that you look it up— the majority of if not every single one of the people that voted for this did not read it all the way i mean oh yeah yeah like there's it's documented they're like eh, well, i yeah, also want to go on i did not read for. the whole thing all the way either i didn't look at i've been watching fargo so i didn't i didn't <laughs> even look at
1: it uh escapism <laughs> uh, so for example states seeing an increase in the share of medicaid population uh, that are disabled will lose out because on average disabled medicaid recipients are far more expensive to cover yeah so states with a higher disabled population won't have as many dollars per person.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, the good thing is, you know, you're not, you know, they're not gonna like come after you about it or anything, yeah. cause they're disabled. So I. <laughs> that was
1: <laughs> kind of mean. I'm sorry, man. Ah, so I even wrote wrote in here, I lied about Medicaid being the last thing I wanted to talk about. Um, there's a couple of other things, um, that I wanted to bring up that I haven't heard as much about. Okay. Kind of like preexisting conditions, Medicaid and the, um, mandate were kind of the three big things that people had the problems with. Yeah. But this other things that I'm like, no one's really mentioning these. So the first thing is the employee insurance under the ACA large companies, which are companies of 50 or more full-time employees or like part-time equivalent. Yeah. Uh, are required to provide health insurance to their employees or face financial penalties.
0: Yeah, and it was it was down to a certain dollar amount too, or uh, hourly amount. Like yeah. if it was thirty, they had to work at like thirty-seven hours right. a week or something. That's Walmart, why or, Walmart cut hours and stuff right. like that. Like or equivalent part time.
1: Yes. Like you may be called part time, but you're working thirty-seven. Right. Whatever. So it's kind it is. of in between. Yeah. Um, that provision is repealed under the new thing. Um. So. There's a lot going on under there, and I did not understand a lot of it because um, there are other laws that require employers to offer affordable and minimum value coverage to full-time employees. Um, and like, I I did not understand it when I read the whole thing. There's like other laws and stuff, yeah. But the provision as we know it will be gone, and I my guess is the provision as we know it makes like the large companies will don't suffer your 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 whatever facebooks or whatever don't suffer when they have to pay insurance to their employees day. yeah it's such a drop it's such a like penny in a bucket kind of thing for them but the 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 companies with like fifty to like maybe two hundred employees probably won't anymore
0: um do you feel like employers should have to provide insurance for their employees if they're full time employees i <sighs> I don't know if they should have to. Oh, the ice cream truck's going by. Uh, I don't know. If hey, I, obesity is a pre, pre-existing condition. All right. Just calm down. Um,
1: I don't know if they, like,
0: I want uh, Rocky road. Ah,
1: uh, cop specter. Here's $3. Go have fun. Oh boy.
0: Can I get some for Jacoby?
1: Uh, yes, I guess. Oh boy. I hope they have mutton. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird situation. Um, I, like I don't, I don't know. I I think if you're a publicly traded company, you okay. should have to.
0: Okay. Because
1: that's public.
0: So closely held corporations like that were on their own; they could opt I, out. I don't know.
1: Maybe. I, I mean, think that was they, like the whole thing with
0: Hobby Lobby right. versus Burwell, where right. they they didn't want to provide uh, the birth control because of the in, in the Obamacare mandate. Right. And um, so I mean, it's it's such a slippery slope when it comes to that too. But I mean, I guess my question also, you know, in that same line of plain devil's advocate, is if companies shouldn't have to be required to employ, like, provide insurance for their employees, is our country require, like should they be required to provide insurance for their citizens? And I mean, I realize I there's nuances. I don't know if and, there should
1: be requirements or. My theory is that. We come together. Is it a tinfoil a s- hat theory? No. It's just like a kumbaya motherfucker theory. We form Liberal. societies to take care of each other. Yeah. Like I think the least we could do is make sure everyone has access to care when they need it. I think uh, that's fair. For an affordable uh uh amount.
0: Okay. But yeah, but I mean, access is access and um, insurance are two totally different things too. I mean, you can go to an urgent care or an emergency room whenever you need to, right? But then that's not affordable. Exactly. All the time. But I mean, that's not that's not mandated by the government. Up, it's a
1: and I think that's what insurance was set up to do. Fine. Insurance is set up to make money. Everything's set up. to it's make It's funny. Money.
0: Like okay, one of the things I learned when like I was uh, like, there's a couple nonprofit hospitals in St. Louis that you know like they they help out people like that. But there's one, and I'm not going to name it, but it was, I've done work with it for my current job. They created a separate company within the hospital strictly for debt collection, like to go right. after the people that, you know, their insurance failed or they weren't able to, like, I mean, and amassed entire, like, huge amounts with interest. And eventually the, uh, Attorney General of Missouri uh, had to step in and and create like legislation regarding it because of how dishonest it was. It was actually pretty nuts, um, and I was reading about it because of uh, there was um, like just uh, there's a nationwide epidemic of debt collection mm-hmm. and how it's handled and there's tons of companies like this that buy and sell debt without any kind of validation whatsoever and a lot of it is hospital debt and it'll be bounced around so much that by the time you get it it'll have accrued an extra $5,000 worth of interest that you didn't know about or you didn't pay attention to but it's crazy that like nonprofit cut co- like companies that and the reason they stepped in was because when you're a nonprofit you can't do that basically like right. you're being feder- you're being subsidized to provide care you can't go after your... But by creating a separate company, they kind of, like, found a loophole to do mm-hmm. it. It was fucking nuts. But, like, that... It happens. Like, you're right. It's all to make money. And being a capitalist society, that unfortunately, that's just kind of how it's always going to be. Yeah. Uh, health savings accounts. Let's talk about those. They're also something I don't totally get. I... You know what? Health savings accounts and the way Republicans talk about them are fucking ludicrous. Like... So, basically, what a health savings account is is... They are basically like, "Hey, if you're gonna need healthcare, why don't you just save some money for it?" Which would be totally fine if it was the price of like, Cospector's Rocky Road," but it's not. Like,
1: it was a dollar fifty.
0: <laughs> Where, where's the change, dude?
1: I, well, I, I bought.
0: I don't want. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Cospector. take your wolf boy and get out of here. <laughs> uh, is being a wolf boy a pre-existing condition? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Copspector, you're going to have to report that, bud.
1: Ah, get my insurance through work.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Do they cover wolf boys? Yeah, uh,
1: everything.
0: That's a hell of a company you work for, man. They
1: even they even cover uh fallen down shafts.
0: <laughs> is that how you met your wife? Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful story. How is your wife?
1: Oh, I don't know. She's off howling at something.
0: Oh, boy. All right, well, thanks. For, go enjoy your ice cream. It's melting all over the studio equipment. In my house, um, so health savings accounts basically are it would be pre tax dollars from your uh, your paycheck, or you could do it through. I think you can do it through savings funds and like uh, IRAs for like four hundred one k stuff like that, basically. But it's basically setting money aside for health services that you might need, which is great if you ha- if you make a billion dollars. Like, but I mean, I read an article today. It was I was when I was researching like you know who is this good for. And this one guy was like, you know, my uh, my father in law, he has glaucoma and or no, he he needed some kind of aortic like heart catheter that cost fifty thousand dollars. And he's like, Now wouldn't it have been better for him to put away money for like a rainy day to pay for that? And it's like, that's some people's life savings. Yeah. Like you wanna spend all that on one like and it's some employees will match your health savings account. Like mm-hmm. if you start one, they'll you know, they'll match you dollar for dollar up to a certain amount. But as far as I know, it's not subsidized. Like, it's just your pre tax yeah. dollars that's getting put away. It might, it could possibly earn an annual percentage if you had it in an in a HSA, maybe. But I mean, the it idea, does grow. But the idea that you could just sock money away and then it could all be gone with one emergency room visit and an emergency surgery after a car crash, like, afterwards, you're completely, that's not a health insurance plan. Like, it's just having it's extra money to pay for something. It's account that doesn't take out. It's. Like the way that they talk about it, like it's something that everyone can access, is fucking bonkers. It's like the same way that they're like, "Oh, you've never had a ice cream sundae that's topped with twenty-four karat gold? No, motherfucker. I make fifteen dollars an hour. I've, I've never had, had that, that once. Before. Well, you were you were a gold miner. You fucking had gold at your yeah, disposal. Yeah, it was pure cut stuff. Ugh. were you snorting gold? Yeah, that's not good for you, bud. That's probably a pre-existing condition too i'm covered Uh, you and your uh, what do you what's your premiums cost what are you what are you paying for this plan i don't know do do, they take it out of my paycheck and i don't look who keeps track of your finances i i don't know
1: i guess my wolf wife
0: that that doesn't seem like a good plan buddy do you have a health savings account nope do you think they're a good idea
1: I don't know what they are.
0: You're drunk again, aren't you? Yeah. You got rum raisin instead of Rocky Road, didn't you? You caught me. <laughs> God, you fucking lush cop Spectre. Cop Spectre's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think he went to go, like, hide his money somewhere safer. I think he's that's been, in- he I honestly think he's been ingesting it. I can't imagine that's good for him. But, uh, I mean, hey, no one's getting it out of his tummy. Yeah. I mean, where else can you hide it these days? You know, it's what? the economy is in shambles.
1: An HSA? I don't think so. It's so basically don't be poor, right? Um, the the chart I found said that under the ACA, individuals and families can put three thousand four hundred and sixty-seven hundred fifty, respectively, respectively, into a health savings account tax free. So that's what Obamacare did. The new one um, allows it to just be fucking higher. <laughs> so uh, between 6550 and $13,100. Oh, boy. Um, I think that's annually. Oh, boy. Um, and then also um, under Obamacare, HSAs were only available to some consumers in the health insurance exchanges. And then in the new one, all individual market consumers can purchase one. Um, In order to have a health savings account, you need to have a high deductible health care plan. These plans carry a lower monthly premium and ask you to pay a certain amount out of pocket first before your insurance kicks in. Um, And then money in an HSA could be used to pay deductibles and other qualified health care expenses. Money remaining in the savings account can be invested in mutual funds just like a 401k. Um, And these are great if you've got the extra money to put uh, into them. They're, if you've got money, yeah, because they are tax-free completely. Um, money is shielding from ta- shielded from taxes, but going into account and is also not taxed when taking it out, as long as you use the money for medical expenses. Um, yeah. For example, if you you could accumulate up to three hundred and sixty thousand dollars after contributing for forty years to uh to an account with a re- rate of return of uh, two point five percent. Um, but you know that's uh. You know, if you, if you, if you, if you can, if you can do that. How much are you contributing to get that amount? I does not say. Interesting. I think that's either one of the lower or the higher, um, new one, new numbers. Yeah. Um, 360,000. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that actually jumps to 1.1 million with a 7.5% return and no withdrawals. Here's the thing though. They're great. As long as you aren't using your health savings account for, you know, health
0: expenses before you retire. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got you got a couple choices, you either retire or live or it's one or the other. Yeah. You can't do both. So finally let's talk about tax provisions. Currently
1: insurance companies, pharmaceutical manufacturers, and medical device manufacturers all pay industry fees. Um, income tax on high earners, um, and then also employers with rich employee or health benefits are subject to a Cadillac tax. So all these taxes help pay for the ACA. Gotcha. Um, under the new one, these fees and taxes are repealed. It's kinda of like who's gonna fucking pay for this? Is yeah. kind of the question. I'm like if you're not making insurance companies pay, you're not making any of the, you're not ta- making the ph- pharmaceutical manufacturers pay, you're not making medical device manufacturers pay. Who's paying? Who's helping to pay for the I think they want the ACHA to die and just go back to the way things were. I really believe that. Yeah, I
0: mean it seems like the ultimate goal is to go to a single payer system, more or less. And 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 You know, by eradicating or disarming Obamacare. That's like the first step to doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So
1: yeah, under the new one these fees and taxes are repealed. Cadillac's tax is delayed until 2026 and the repeal of the additional Medicare tax increase for high earners is delayed until the end of 2022. Essentially what this new bill does, from what I can tell, um, is takes away a lot of the onus of paying for healthcare from the government and makes the people pay for it. That doesn't sound good to me. Um, (laughs) It probably does, though, doesn't it? Yeah. That You're like, that sounds fair. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It helps the insurance companies by allowing them to charge more, and it helps big businesses by not forcing them to pay as much for their employees' insurance. Yeah. Um, Republicans believe that Obamacare is failing. That's one of their big lines. It's like, Obamacare is failing. Um, Craig Garthwaite, um, which is the guy I mentioned earlier, he's a professor of strategy and coordinator, and he's the co-director of the Health Enterprise Management Program at the Kellogg School. It sounds like he has
0: no fucking idea what he's talking
1: yeah, about. Yeah, no, it, complete rube. Um, basically, he's like, no, they're wrong. Um, I've done work, and I, he has, there's links to the work on the webpage. Whatever, guess, snowflake. Uh, that... Uh, The marketplaces are functioning like we would expect from a complicated, newly formed market, and rushing to replace the 16-framework that currently provides short insurance for over 10 million individuals can cause real harm. Okay, commie. Um, In fact, the CBO report for the version of the ACA that passed in 2009 estimated it would reduce the number of uninsured by 36 million and reduce the federal deficit by $104 billion over a decade. The CBO report uh, for the latest version of the American Healthcare Act estimated it would increase the number of uninsured increase the number of uninsured by t- uninsured by twenty four million. Are they insured or are they
0: uninsured, Jack?
1: And reduce the federal deficit by one hundred and fifty million over a decade. It's not even saving money. No, it's not. USA, USA. Um, yeah. So there's a, I, I pretty much um, decided to just quote a whole cloth Mother Jones article right here uh, just to, to finish up. Who would get hurt by the Republican health care plan? The shorter answer is pretty much everybody. But Andrew Sprung suggests a more precise way of looking at it, which she calls total subsidized share of costs or TSS. Yeah, um, this is a pretty simple concept. If, say, the government pays half your health care premium and your policy covers half your medical expenses, then your TSS is the product of these two things, which is one quarter. Uh, the other three quarters you have to pay for yourself. If, more realistically, Obamacare pays 85 percent of your premium and the policy covers 80 percent of your costs, um, then your TSS is 68 percent and you pay the other 32 percent. Um, Since the Congressional Budget Office has calculated actual values for the Republican Bill, we can calculate the TSS for both Obamacare and the ACHA. There's a whole, she made a graph at some point, too. Um, It basically said if your income is $34,000 or less, Obamacare is a better deal for everyone. Okay. At higher income levels, Obamacare is still better for older people, but uh, the new one is better for younger people.
0: Yeah. Um, And, I mean, I have uh, a bit about the winners, more or less, of this. which is why
1: I kind of finished here, so I could lead into your winners. Um, Of course, someone earning $40,000 or more is likely to have a job that provides health insurance and therefore doesn't need either Obamacare or the ACHA anyway. Uh, For nearly all the people who actually need individual health insurance in the first place, the Republican plan is a disaster. Poor people will pay at least 60% of their health care costs, and older people will pay more than 80%.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot there. So, I mean, so we've talked a lot about, you know, who loses under right. this, this new plan. And um, I think, you know, besides fiscal conservatives, it would be fair to go over the winners. So uh, here are the winners. Um, rich people is the number one winner. Higher income earners. The bill eliminates two taxes on individuals earning more than 200000 or couples earning more than 250000 a 0.9% increase on the Medicare payroll tax, and a 3.8% tax on investment income. It also allows people to save more money in tax-excluded health savings accounts, a change most useful to people with enough money to have savings. So if you are a rich person, you like this bill. It's good for you. Also, if you're a rich person, you're more than likely voting Republican in the first place. Right. You're probably happy about it. Um, Upper middle class people without pre-existing health conditions. Uh, which I feel like we pretty much covered. If you, you know, don't have pre existing conditions and you've got money, then uh, you should be fine. Um, people that, uh, you know, it said the Affordable Care Act cut off subsidies to help people buy their insurance at an income of around 48000 for a single person. The American Healthcare Act would let people get government subsidies much higher up the income scale, up to about $150,000, but the bill allows states to waive rules, which we talked about. Um, young middle class people without pre-existing health conditions also winners the bill would change how insurance companies price their products in a way that would lower prices for young customers it also gives them a flat subsidy that is in many cases higher than what they would receive under Obamacare Uh, people who wish to go without insurance Uh, the bill eliminates the individual mandate so if you don't want insurance you don't have to pay a penalty for it I and I'm of two minds
1: of that do what you want like Holy shit. Get insured. Like...
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the individual mandate also exists to help subsidize people that wouldn't have been able to pay for... I mean, the individual mandate in some way is you paying a penalty to help pay for the insurance for people that do have it under Obamacare, more or less, which feels like borderline socialism. But I mean, that's... I think that's where a lot of people took umbrage with it is because if they didn't want insurance, they were getting taxed or penalized... For not having it and that money was going to pay for people to have insurance you know and
1: like like you say too like insurance for young people is fairly cheap even without the subsidies um someone my age like i probably honestly could have gone into the open market as opposed to obamacare when i was getting insurance and paid similar prices yeah um it was just easier to find a it was all right there, right in the marketplace. So it's easier to find something that, like, I was like, "Oh, that's fine." Uh, that's why I went with Obamacare. But like, I probably could have found something similarly priced. It might have been less worse coverage, but I don't need that much, right? Um,
0: I don't know. It's yeah, weird. I mean, no. So I mean, it's, that. that gets. I down, don't know where I was going with that. Well, I mean, that gets down to more into the morality of the situation as opposed to the cost effectiveness. Because if you asked anyone on this you know for most people and again to use an analogy that you probably won't like if someone was like hey this guy wants ice cream but doesn't have any money can I have some ice can I have some money to get this guy ice cream he'd be like get his own money get his own fucking ice cream like and I get that it's that's uh, that's the mindset of those who universally are like I don't want to pay for people's health care it's the same argument you hear from people that say like I don't want my tax dollars to go to people on welfare etc it's really not their choice because that's just how taxes work but there are people who genuinely don't want to help other people at all they just want to help themselves and that's just a reality of living in a capitalist society i mean yes but in my perfect socialist utopia of
1: <laughs> a, 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 a rising tide hit, where human hits greed doesn't script. exist yeah and and people are it all makes
0: all ships go up all neighbors wave. I, I just another. i
1: don't know part of me is like if everyone has health insurance if everyone is healthy if if no one is
0: is dying because because of having like, but I mean, you like you literally have people right now that are going around talking about how fat shaming is like how they the healthcare industry is biased against fat people and will tell them when they're overweight that they're unhealthy. Like, well, you would be you know if you lower you know I'm not going to give you this medicine because with diet and exercise you can lower your blood pressure and then they say, well, the healthcare industry is shaming me because I'm overweight. It's like people don't take their health seriously in that same regard. And so, I mean, it's like the idea that all people could be healthy. I mean, there are mental illnesses and disorders that exist in this country that don't exist, literally don't exist in other countries, like that are not documented. They're here in plethoras because we are at, uh, this is my tinfoil conspiracy hat. Much kind of like in the same way that we paralleled the fall of the Romans. I mean, we are reaching a, we've reached a societal plateau where apathy and complacency is almost revered, where you know as long as you have something that you believe in and shout on from a soapbox, that it somehow entitles you to. I mean, this the idea that people could all be healthy in this utopia is a farce because there will never. Well, that's why I called it my fake socialist I, I, utopia. I mean, I get that, but it bothers me when you have when you see people that literally are saying that the healthcare industry is a sham when it's telling you to be healthy. You know, I mean, there's, there's a, there's got to be a line somewhere in that regard. You know, first of all, I, I do want you to be very careful about making like straw man arguments. I, you oh, got, I built a straw man argument. A, you got very <laughs> close to one, but I didn't. It was a um, ten man argument. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 but like, I, de- I, definitely the, deviated the, from my point, but the
1: theoretical idea of if everyone is covered. Everyone can take care of themselves. We all pool our money but to take care of each they? other. That's um, the question.
0: Because you're taking out the entire human experience in that regard.
1: Here's the thing, though. The people that use insurance aren't even necessarily people that do the preventative care, which you should do. But a lot of people that use the bigger
0: amounts of insurance are those catastrophic things that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to try to— And you can't to, help that. I can't paint a broad stroke that— there are not thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people that genuinely need health insurance for severe medical issues that are outside of their control. But I also can't paint with a broad stroke and say that there aren't people that are not unhealthy through their own fault that we're also paying for because they are just unhealthy, you know? Someone who smokes a pack a day and drinks a 12-pack of soda every day and only eats fast food and now they have diabetes or they need, like— Jason, health- are you talking about yourself? I don't drink soda, so <laughs> no, and I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. But um, it's their conscience. I think that's where you know. And again, these broad strokes that you see painted with uh, conservatives and like the talking heads on TV that they're just trying to like do this all-encompassing thing. It's it's not set in reality, but there's basis to it. Of if you know if people if are people are given a helping hand too much, like they say, if you give a mouse a cookie, he'll ask for a glass of milk. Like if you give people a helping hand too much and they become dependent on that care without the need or the desire to take care of themselves because they feel like they can be helped and that's subsidized by people who are making a genuine effort to look after themselves and be healthy, does that – I mean it doesn't – that doesn't bother you a little bit? Like if if you're being charged to help someone who is making no fucking effort whatsoever to take care of themselves, that doesn't bother you at all? I don't know. Yeah? I mean, that's... that's. No, I don't think so. No?
1: I mean, cause I you think are a better person than I am. <laughs> I think every person um, deserves uh, to live the life they're going to live. And you, uh, and, and,
0: and, 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 and you have no problem paying for to that? To do that
1: healthily. No.
0: If, even if they're making active decisions to not be healthy.
1: I mean... It, it, and then how much of it... It, it gets very... <laughs> Quagmire of like how much of Of it is an active active decision, and how much of it is where their life circumstances are. Sure, I mean there's people. There are people that are overweight because they
0: have thyroid issues, or like they have genetic disorders where they literally can't lose. I'm not even talking about overweight, Um, but uh,
1: the people like people who smoke or people whatever. um, A lot of people tend to be lower income. uh, Those people tend to be lower income anyway. And that's, like, their one vice or whatever. That's their way of kind of relieving stress for a minute. And then how many people stop smoking if you, uh, uh, again, help them out by giving them some sort of subsidy to to, to, to release some of the stress. And maybe they would – like, it's all theoretical. Oh, no, I, I totally uh, get both that. both sides, it's theoretical. But, I mean,
0: these are the things that you have to think about when you're painting with these broad strokes. And, and that's the reason why – in, like in textbooks and in like actualization, you see communism or socialism fail on those scales because you can't account for human greed and the power vacuums that are created when you take away and then give away based off of a genuine contribution from everybody. Like, and it's always led to some kind of abuse or some kind of like coup. That has just completely eradicated the political system and caused more problems than it could have to begin with. In theory, in essence, right. it's a great idea. Well, because it's
1: because everyone feels like they aren't getting. Well, yeah. I back. mean, if you if you work every, every day, every group is going to be like, "Well, I'm not getting back. I'm not getting it back." But that's the human
0: condition, is what yeah. I'm saying. And that and does that is that not boil down in the same way to wolves not helping out members of their own pack? I mean, it's that individualized mentality that overthrows. Any kind of general well being and goodness that could exist on our planet. We are a plague, and I hope we nuclear are. war comes soon. Oh, God, take me out, please. <laughs> but, so let me, I'm, I'll finish up with yeah, this. Yeah, who else quick. is winning? Um, so we did that. Uh, people who wish to go without insurance, people who want less comprehensive health coverage. Uh, the bill allows insurers to ho- offer health plans with higher deductibles and co payments. Uh, change likely to lower premiums. Customers in states that waive benefit rules may also be able to buy plans not covering as many medical services like maternity coverage, stuff like that. So, I mean, you could see, like, a men's-only health insurance company that was just catering to, like, rich white men. I mean, that's not a good thing, I'm saying. But, I mean, it's it's individualized now. To be
1: fair, like, yeah, I mean, you could see an insurance company like, yeah, we don't cover uh, pregnancy costs. Cause you're not pregnant. Yeah. Like to be fair though, the men do have to be, whatever. But I mean, in there's, that same there's, way, like there's a, there's
0: pooling pooling is, it, it works all the way throughout. So, I mean, if you had an insurance company that strictly catered to healthy people in a low income area, it's the insurance premiums are probably gonna be pretty high because there's not a lot of people buying into that insurance and being able to lower the cost, you know? It's it, yeah. like that, it, it, whether your insurance company is huge, like State Farm or just like a small independent thing, mm-hmm. like you'll be with a national carrier more than likely. But you still it'll be based on your, your my, survive your environment.
1: I, I agree on the idea of it should be based on the individual. Mm-hmm. But my problem comes in. And that this plan does not do enough to protect that individual from being taken advantage of by the insurance
0: company. Sure. And I mean, there's yeah, I mean, aside from finding a great plan and doing something that you're happy with, it's hard to do, you know, I mean, it's uh, but I mean, that's another thing that's nice about a free market in capitalism is it does provide opportunity i mean it's going to create competition if you have a ton of these companies that are like okay we're going to do across this board for this amount and this is what it's going to cost to get this plan and then this other company is like we'll do it for five bucks less i mean that creates competition that drives down costs like i mean that's just how capital that's how a free market economy works i don't think at that scale it does but whatever that's just me i i, I it... i'm generalizing but i mean yeah that's to me Here's
1: here's how I see this It's like when out. Jack
0: in the Box put out the munchie meal And then all of a sudden you've got all these other Fast food places putting out late night meals That cater to stoners they, Jack in the Box knew exactly who they were targeting This menu is available after 9 o'clock It's 6 bucks for two tacos, half and half fries And a unique burger And other companies were like Fuck, that's a good idea insurance is not a taco free market economy if, if insurance is operating in a free market capitalist thing, though, society that's how they they here's act here's
1: how like. i see it working out and i'll be i'll eat my words if i and munchie meals actually
0: are huge contributors to insurance premiums because people they're are so good they're terrible for you but yeah they're, they're good. so good <laughs> Uh, and you're not even a stoner. You just love. No, you just love I just,
1: I just, I just love shit that's covered in bacon and cheese. I gotta be.
0: I had, I had one of those one night with an extra jumbo jack, and I wanted to kill myself the next morning. <laughs> I have, I have never felt so shitty in my entire life. But, uh, so, th- if this passes,
1: I see insurance companies, the big one, the national ones, wanting laws passed so that small to make smaller insurance companies not able to compete somehow. You don't through... want them to compete? No, I think the big insurance companies will not will will ask the government for ways of tax breaks or whatever that they'll be getting ahead, they'll be able to charge the consumer more. And then any company that comes in that's smaller, that well, I mean, wants to compete, won't be able to compete because they're
0: still technically paying more in like taxes. There's or already taxes on that. And I get that. But I mean, also, they can't monopolize the industry. I mean, it's it'll still be available. It might not be as good. You're right. I mean, the prices might be higher. But national carriers, I mean, you know, you like the guy in Winsville. he's like his the sign up front doesn't say State Farm. It says like, Mike hate insurance agency or something like that. But he goes through state farm. I mean, it's just, if you're a small insurance company, I don't think you can just provide your own insurance unless you got like a mattress with a bunch of cash in the back and they're like, Oh, old man, Simmons needs a hip. Better go to the mattress. It's going to be a doozy. But, um, so I mean, no, I, it's, it's insane because what we're talking about is literally not healthcare and a plan based on what's best for the people It's based on what's best for our economy and the players within it, more or less. And it's in an effort to keep our government going because the federal government does subsidize health care and has an active role in it through Medicaid and Medicare. And we had to keep, you know, we need to keep the government running through September. Um, Like, I I mean, it's going to get gutted. Like we said, uh, it's going to be, it's not based on what's best for people, though. And I don't think it ever has been. Obamacare was probably the closest we got to that, you know? but it's—I uh, think one thing that you know, and like large employers is another winner out of it more or less because of it and eliminating the employer mandate we talked about. This is kind of a weird one: medical device companies, indoor tanning companies, and a few other medical industries. The bill rolls back taxes on devices, tanning, prescription drugs, and other health insurance products. I didn't know tanning was considered like a medical product or a health insurance product.
1: I mean, I don't know. It might. It would probably like direct, be somewhere in Obamacare. Direct
0: exposure to UV rays does not sound healthy. Right. Right.
1: It just, it was probably something that in the HCA, when they were building it, they realized they could target as whatever, healthcare adjacent. Yeah. What's and up? I didn't say adjacent. Oh. I said adjacent. Gotcha. And it took me a little too long to figure out why you said what's up.
0: Huh? Hey, how uh, are you?
1: <laughs> and they were just like, eh, let's tax that to help pay for this That makes sense Because honestly, like it, like you said I think so, It probably causes cancer uh, <laughs> What doesn't these days, right? And so they're like, well, let's tax these people That are causing cancer so we can fucking pay for it later
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's um, You know, and if, if you don't want health insurance There's always, you know, fake medicine Like homeopathy and stuff like and that And then there's
1: also dying
0: Yeah, which honestly doesn't sound bad To be honest, at this point um, and the one one thing I wanted to talk. I died about, once. God damn it, Cop Specter! You're drunk. Where is Jacoby? Is he running around my house right now? Oh, I don't. Uh, stop bringing your wolf boy. He's not allowed to come back while you're on uh, duty. Oh,
1: but it's my weekend with him.
0: So are you and your wife separated? Yeah. Why?
1: I wasn't welcomed into the pack.
0: Oh no! Let me ask now. Do how do wolves feel about health insurance? Do they take care of their own, or do they just are they just kind of like? Oh, a,
1: it's a social liberal hippie commune over there. That's how wolves are. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think you're. I think you're full of shit, Copspector. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little drunk, and Jacoby is tearing up my couch. Oh,
1: Jacoby! Stop it,
0: <laughs> Jacoby! Jacoby is also the lead singer of uh, Papa Roach. Um, So so one of the last things, actually the last thing I wanted to touch on was a loser in this, and it's something that has infuriated me. I don't even know if we've touched on it before, but the defunding of Planned Parenthood through it is so, so, so Stupid. stupid. I see the argument so much about like abortions are not federally subsidized. Right. They're not It is illegal for federal yeah. money to go to abortions So let me tell you what defunding Planned Parenthood is going to do It will prohibit them from receiving any federal money for one year And that sucks because they rely substantially on payments from Medicaid and Title X family planning grants to provide contraception That's Title Ten, by the way Uh, No, Title X It's like Racer X from Speed Racer the mystery it's Racer X is actually Speed Racer's brother who disappeared when he was younger and sometimes comes into races to help him out, but he never sticks around for long. Um and then Spridal and Chim Chim are in his back. Uh so it <laughs> Oh man I'm sorry I just blacked out for a <laughs> this second This has just become a speed racer podcast <laughs> Here he comes Here, Can I keep singing that or are we gonna get sued? We're gonna get fucking sued Okay So We're Probably gonna get killed by the president from Medi- Medicaid and Title X family planning uh, provides contraception cancer screenings and other women's health services The bill would also seek to reduce access to abortions by preventing federal subsidies from going to any health plan that covers abortions which is already Illegal It happens Yeah I saw a billboard. By the, the other- way,
1: like, and also, I want to point out to like, Planned Parenthood is a fantastic resource for women for all those things. Um, I am a hundred percent planning on going up there sometime soon to get tested.
0: Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a, a great organization for like ten bucks. Yeah, they do awesome work for like so many people. I saw a billboard the other day that absolutely infuriated me. It said something about the amount of money that Planned Parenthood received from the government last year, and then it uh, showed their CEO's salary, mm-hmm. and it's like you you know that their federal subsidies aren't going to the salary of the ceo right like you know that they get those from profits and like the business expenditures like this this like it's on a fucking billboard i can't imagine how many people drive past it right. every day and see it and it's just blatant misinformation like it's not misinformation but it's very like misleading information yeah very misleading and I mean, it's probably it's almost just as misleading as Trump saying that he was just going to take the one dollar salary and then donating his first paycheck to the fucking Park Service after defunding and shutting a bunch of them down. Also, it's illegal for him to do that. Yeah, he's full of shit. He has to take that salary. Ugh. So, bottom line is, I mean, it's, we're not going to really know what's going to happen until it's on uh, Trump's desk, which could take forever. Um, Comey just got fired. Uh, Macron won the French election um, uh, Trump signed into bill I think he signed into law or it's going through the Congress right now the bill that will make it okay for uh, churches to donate to political causes and I'm going to go let Jacoby eat my face Jacoby come here I got dinner oh my god